0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Four strangers have been thrown together by circumstance in rural Cumbria, 1919. A pall of tragedy hangs over them. The friends and relatives that our heroes have travelled to visit are long dead, and they find themselves trapped without purpose in this convalescent centre in the woods. All that awaits them now is awkward dinner conversation and restless slumber. Until, that is, they discover something far more disturbing in... The
0: Infinite Bat!
2: The Secret of Drakelow Hall, Part 2. Our four heroes enter the manor and are brought straight through to the main hall directly in front of the entrance, where a long table has been set with crisp white linen and simple white dishes. The room is dimly lit with gaslight fixtures, and cool, damp drafts make the edges of the tablecloth flutter. "'There is the sensation of being the last victorious survivors of a long, terrible siege, "'standing in a flickering pool of yellow light "'while the empty blue dark of the manor's many rooms reigns around them. "'Sir Nigel is already seated at the head of the table, looking slightly disgruntled, "'as are about a dozen men in military uniforms and about a half-dozen nurses. "'There are four free places at the end of the table opposite Sir Nigel and his family.' As they enter, the soldiers stumble to their feet and introduce themselves, their names mostly lost in the wooden scraping of their chairs. The nurses simply smile warmly and nod from their seats. Nurse Boskin looks at Dorothy and gives her a cheeky wave.
1: I wave back.
2: Yeah, uh, you wave back, but you you do notice that you don't think you were on cheeky waving terms when you last left her. Okay. Uh,
0: Is that how you all greet each other in the... The nurse, business.
1: (laughs) Uh, There's there's not much. There's not much socializing, actually. Not my experience. You seem very friendly. We do, don't we? It's a little
0: off-putting, actually.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: (laughs) I'm Sebastian, by the way. I'm not (laughs) sure if we've met.
1: Dorothy Taylor, I. I think we have met, but it, yes. Oh,
0: with the dogs, yes. With the dogs,
1: yes, so. yes, yes.
0: That was you. Yes, it's, There's so yes. many nurses here. That's there are
1: the, a lot of nurses, a yes. a lot of,
0: yes. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine.
2: Uh, so the rest of the dinner guests are awkwardly looking at this exchange while they're sitting <laughs> <so working>. there. <laughs> uh, and they, they pause a beat, and then Sir Nigel- I'm
0: sweating so much. <laughs> and I'm like fumbling with my cigarette and then just putting it back in the pocket. <laughs> It's fine. But yeah, it's my mistake.
2: And so Nigel pauses and then lets it kind of hang there for a second. <laughs> saying, well, well, sit down, sit down. Anyways, uh, we have something lovely for you tonight, don't we? Uh, what do we have, Nurse Ackland? Uh, the head nurse uh, is kind of authoritative, imposing presence. Uh, chin firmly up says, uh, Tonight there will be fish consomme for everyone and a steaming uh, kind of pot a big ceramic pot is brought out filled with this thick yellow uh, reduction. I'd say, it's, it's thicker than a broth, but thinner than a soup. And uh, it's ladled out.
0: Thicker than a broth, but thinner than a soup? And a
1: broth is like water. A soup is like thick. Mm.
0: Like a stew. I
1: think a stew would be thick. I think like a soup is one step up from broth. I'm with you on this Yeah, one. exactly.
2: Yeah. But it's in that narrow interstice <laughs> between the soup and the broth you know that so is where the consummate lies
0: I'm with you right <laughs> <laughs> anyway
2: tell me more about the consummate <laughs> magic consummate I want to roll
0: an check on the consummate <laughs> yeah I'm not ready to take sides yet clearly you have has lines have been drawn
2: um, yeah you you pick up one of the extremely grand silver spoons that has been arrayed the soup mm-hmm. spoon uh, of course you know uh, you might be having a little bit more trouble joy with the with the Four sets of cutlery that have been arrayed uh, which is a bit odd because as you understand it the consomme is the only course for dinner tonight but uh... Uh, excuse
0: me <laughs> I sort of say to everyone in general is, is there any uh, f- food after dinner <laughs> this evening uh,
2: a couple of the nurses kind of uh, giggle awkwardly and nervously and mutter something to each other uh, nurse Acklin says this is dinner you will find it most nourishing
0: I certainly will not ma'am I will not be eating this thank you
2: uh, she kind of her chin is almost completely up, but it still manages to tuck itself up a little bit, a little bit higher. Um, sorry,
0: said, it's just I don't mean to be rude, but I'm used to eating real food, not this disgusting looking Battenberg, slop. Please, it's Saint Battenberg, Mr. Saint Battenberg. Thank you very much, Mrs. Yes, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. Cavendish, of course.
2: Yes, of course. <laughs> so Nurse Ackland is now leading the rest of the nurses in in Sain grace. Uh, Sir Nigel follows along half heartedly. The 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 soldiers are all deep in in their uh, contemplations as well. Uh, and after a few minutes, uh, everyone starts tucking in. Do you also eat the soup? I was gonna, but you <laughs> we'll asked the question. <laughs> it smells delicious. It smells it like the sea.
0: <laughs> I eat the consommé. I eat the consommé. Mm. I eat it too. Okay. I do not eat it. Uh, I've never eaten anything that's come from the sea in my entire life. No, no, no! You eat things that have legs. There are rules, <laughs> damn it.
2: Well, uh, you have been given a rather sad-looking dinner roll, as has everyone else on your on your table. So.
0: I eat it enthusiastically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, as, as you start eating the soup, the soup is delicious, by the way. In terms of texture, it's about halfway between a broth <laughs> and a soup. It's got this kind of velvety smoothness to it, right? But it's rich and flavoursome uh, and it's very well spiced. So you enjoy it immensely.
0: I'm incredibly jealous at this point, but I've gone too far. (laughs) I say, "Mm, mmm, what a delicious supper! I'm like, like, at Battenberg. I'm like breathing in deeply because it smells so good. I'm just like, no, no, no. this is all the nourishment I need. Oh, yes. How's your rose? It's (laughs) a lovely, modern Mr. St. Battenberg, happy birthday. It is my name. Mrs. Cavendish Mrs. Cavendish is it? Yes <laughs> Really? Wow Anyway <laughs> I'm very much enjoying my role
2: So uh, Nigel strikes up <laughs> Nig- Unless you have something else to say to Sebastian No,
0: no, no <laughs> I didn't mean anything by it I seek now that I have offended you All I meant by that, no, is that no, I no. couldn't imagine the kind it's... of man That would Commit himself to you under guard in that way I just it boggles the mind that's all I meant by that uh, no so that uh, so Nigel disrespect.
2: so Nigel kind of sees what's going on here and he loudly says oh, Mr. 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 Saint battenberg yes uh, and 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 uh, what was your time in the war like
0: it was fine <laughs> <laughs> I broke my hands touchy <laughs> perfectly fine. <laughs> Uh,
2: he he sees this, but he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to really pay mind to this. You can see that the other soldiers are a bit nervous that he's asking so so obviously about what must have been a traumatic experience in your past. But Sir Nigel seems heedless of this, and he says, "Very violent, I hear.
0: Yes, yes.
2: There's mu- much blood and 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 Ooh. mud. And,
0: yes, indeed. Yes, but also the glory."
2: The, the, mm, you'd think so. <laughs> the 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 esprit de corps.
0: car. Yeah. The, now my eye is twitching. <laughs> uh, the, the the remaining roll in my hand is now just like breadcrumbs. <laughs> oh. Uh,
2: he's kind of he's, he's got his soup uh, spoon up to his mouth while staring intently at you, and he's saying, "How many of the Hun did you slaughter out in the fields?"
0: Ha <laughs> ha mm, I'm just sort of arranging cutlery on the table now. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Good stuff. Mm. <laughs> At this
2: point, uh one of the patients, one of the soldiers, uh and you will have heard him in the kind of patter of the conversation, uh introduced as Arthur Watson. Uh he's a scarred-looking man. Uh, and he's got this walnut brown skin and misaligned teeth that are bared as he's trying to bring the the spoon to his mouth uh but his hands are are shaking and trembling and he lets the spoon drop into his consommé and it splashes and he's right next to Angela Gresley uh, it splashes some consommé onto her uh onto her beautiful red dress uh there's a horrified silence that descends upon the table now uh Nigel looks straight at Arthur Watson, then over to Angela, who seems to be ignoring the whole situation, but she's kind of frozen with her spoon in mid-air, halfway to her mouth. Uh, you almost think she's trembling, but she's not. She's perfectly still. Arthur is trembling now. Then the moment passes. Nigel continues his strained conversation with you, uh, perhaps a little bit more distractedly, though.
0: Okay, I have like, just... Is there kind of, like, a... Uh... Cloth over the table. Yes, that a is that is now just in bunches in my clenching. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Nigel starts to to sense that this avenue of conversation isn't really taking him to a comfortable place. So he backs off a little bit, uh, and then and then you kind of all all twenty or so of you fall into a relatively strained conversation, just full of gritted geniality between you. Uh, but the soup finishes and the meal starts to work on too but as the meal wears on it kind of thickens and congeals <laughs> into what you would normally call a soup right <laughs> um, and the meal starts to, to wrap up uh, some of the patients start looking a little bit restless like they'd like to get up and go outside have a cigarette that kind of thing uh, okay. make a perception check guys
0: Seven, 19, 13,
2: 16. Okay, so Cornelia and Dorothy, uh, both of you notice that Arthur Watson, despite it being fully half an hour later and no one has mentioned this incident uh, since, he seems to still be shaking uncontrollably with a look of panic in his eyes. Uh, and yes, he hasn't eaten anything since he dropped the spoon. Uh, and you also notice that his teeth what few of them are left are misaligned but he seems to be missing far more of his teeth than a man of his age should be looking around cornelia now that your interest has been piqued you actually notice that more than a couple of the soldiers are missing more than a couple of their teeth oh shit some of them have got kind of cigarettes wedged between the gaps in there hence
0: the consumer i guess
1: i asked nurse Boskins about that
2: Nurse Boskin, okay. Uh, Nurse Boskin is busily bringing, starting to b- bring away the, the dishes back to the kitchens to, to wash. Uh, as you kind of stop her and putting a hand on her shoulder, she turns to you and says, oh, what's that, dear? Did you want to help clear the table? Oh, that's
1: lovely. No, Nurse Boskins, I'm wondering why are there so many men here that are missing teeth? That seems very inconsistent with the sort of injuries I would expect from wartime.
2: Oh, the war is just terrible. I think it was the artillery, dear.
1: Nurse Boskins, Please, I worked in a field hospital for more than two years and I, I've never seen anything like this.
2: Her mouth works soundlessly for a few moments and then she says, well, I, I simply must clear these soup, these, these consomme <laughs> plates away right away. I'll uh, be dear and help. And she hands you quite, quite firmly a couple of plates and goes back to the table.
1: I put the plates down on the table.
2: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she looks back at you and says, is something
1: the matter, dear? You seem quite flustered. I'm not flustered. I'm, I'm quite upset. This is this is very out of the ordinary.
2: OK, at this point, you hear a piercing scream ring out from uh, one floor up. Everyone stops what they're doing uh, and looks around. Then the the men start to make their way, start hobbling. Some of them are injured, start hobbling up the stairs. Uh, the nurse is following. Uh, Nigel looks particularly concerned. Uh, He's about in the middle of the pack of the the people who are going up the stairs, but everyone seems to be flowing up the stairs towards the second floor, where the scream continues.
0: I follow them. Yeah. Yes, I follow them
2: too. Uh, So you go up the stairs and you go into a a quite plusher part of the manor. This looks like it's been set up mostly as bedrooms, more or less as intended. You can imagine that this is how it was set up even before the war. Uh, And you go down one of the hallways to the left to go into a relatively well-appointed bedroom, Uh, But what you immediately notice is that there is a dead soldier or a man, at least, uh, in the middle of the room on the floor and standing over him are two nurses. One of them is the one who's screaming and uh, the other one is not screaming. I'm just standing over him looking.
0: (laughs) Is there any indication of how he died?
2: Uh, Yes, so you can approach him, you can see that there's a big pool of blood under his head, but now there's a crowd inside this relatively small bedchamber, and all the patients are in there talking animatedly, the nurses are in there. Um, Have you
0: checked his pulse? (laughs) Uh, See if he's breathing, the heart, you can can check by the heart.
2: (laughs) You probably know more than me, Dorothy. Uh, Uh, Nigel, Sir Nigel is pressing his way through the crowd, he looks down and he starts in shock and then he starts screaming, murder, murder. Um, and almost immediately, Dr. Blythe, who you met coming down the stairs, uh, puts his hand around him and he says, we don't know that. We don't know that, Sir Nigel. Let's, let's go now. Uh, we'll, we'll get you something for your constitution. And he kind of sweeps him out of the room quite quietly and he looks back to the nurses uh, pointedly and the nurses immediately busy themselves uh, about about the body uh,
0: turn to Dorothy and say extremely Mm -hmm. loudly we should assume it's murder
1: (laughs) (laughs) that seems premature at this point
0: no I don't think so okay so uh,
2: make wisdom checks all of you 19 9 19
0: 16
2: okay so the three of you gain 5 dread and you Sebastian gain 10 dread oh
0: god Okay.
2: So uh, I think he's dead <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: god <laughs> uh,
2: yeah there's something about the way he's faced down in a pool of his own blood that reminds you that, that <laughs> brings so back unwholesome memories
0: there's something about the way that he's faced <laughs> down in a pool of blood that brings back horrible memories <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay so Nurse Ackland is now trying to, to control the rabble and is ordering the, the patients to step outside go back to their rooms the situation will be cleared up in a moment uh, and the, he, she actually busies the rest of the nurses out as well. As this is happening, uh, you four, if you want to, have free reign to weave around the, the crowd as it disperses and have a look around the room. So uh, there's a few elements okay. of the room that you can have a closer look at. Okay. You can have a look at the bed, you can have a look at the dresser, you can have a look at, through the window, uh, you can have a look at the body itself, or you can speak to the two nurses who were found with the body, and... Um, you don't know their names yet, but yeah, one of them is the one who is screaming. The other one has this slightly far away look. I'd
0: like to approach the screaming woman.
2: Okay. So you approach uh, a nervous young woman. She's got a long neck and a pronounced overbite. Uh, she looks like she's she stopped screaming, but she looks like she's still screaming inside and she might break back out into a scream at any point. Uh, her, her chin is quivering and she's wringing her hands. I'd like to sort of
0: come. Comfort- opportunity put my hand on her shoulder okay and just sort of you know look her in the eye and say hey all right
2: (laughs) so make a persuasion check but make that at disadvantage so roll roll two d20s and tell me the lower number (laughs) (laughs) that would be a one Okay. As your paw slams down on her shoulder, her knees buckle. She looks up at you. She hadn't even noticed you coming because she was so distracted, and she just lets rip one of the loudest screams. It nearly pierces your timpani as uh, she starts screaming,
0: "Murderer! It's him! It's him!" I would also like to start screaming. <laughs> ah! ah! Stop it! You're screaming in my face! Classic
1: Battenberg. <laughs> While they're doing that, can I check the body and do a medicine check to see if I can determine cause of death?
2: Okay, great. Uh, Nurse Ackland is headed over to you two and is trying to resolve this situation that involves me screaming. I'm just
0: holding her and shaking with her, <laughs> swaying side to side as we both scream.
2: I'll look out the window as well. Okay. I feel something out there. Great. And Joy, did you I'm want- checking the dresser. Okay, so let's do the body first. <laughs> One. Oh (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: god. Do I make him even more dead?
2: (laughs) Are you alive? Are you alive? Um no, okay, so you you approach the body, uh you kneel down, he is in fact dead. Uh, there's something about the stench of the blood that, that that makes you nauseous. There's some maybe you've eaten something wrong. The consomme hasn't sat well with you, but you need to take a moment. Uh, you'll be able to make this this check again a little bit later on. But right now you're kind of overpowered with the stench of it, uh, you need to take a step back and 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 compose yourself. Uh, Cornelia, you were looking at the window. Out the window. Uh, yeah, make a perception check. Three. Or three. <laughs> You're the
0: worst. Oh my God. I, how, I'm just looking out a window <laughs> not see something. Just slamming your face through the window. <laughs> <laughs> the curtains are drawn. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see anything.
2: There's <laughs> actually a Lovecraft story. You know that one where he thinks that there's a huge monster coming over the hill and it's yeah. just an insect on the window? Yeah. I mean, that's a natural one on looking out the window. <laughs> um, yeah. So you look out. Uh, you can see the the rain is falling. It's it's slowly intensifying, and now it's a proper rainfall. Uh, the darkness of the forest uh, looms beyond the 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 expanse of the green, and all you can see is uh, a moment where you can see a pinprick of light poking out from the darkness of the forest. Uh, you don't know exactly where it is, but you see one pinprick of light.
0: Okay.
2: Joy, you were looking at the dresser. Yes. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a fairly ornate wooden dresser unit. You, you, this is clearly a very rich man's house, and you've not seen one quite as nice as this. You see that there is a wallet uh, on top of the dresser. Uh, opening it up, you can see that it's empty, though. Completely empty. Not a, Not a bit of cash, not a card or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's got a locket as well, and locket doesn't have a picture in it. Uh, It's kind of a simple brass locket, uh, the kind that should have a picture of a sweetheart or something like that. Inside the dresser, uh, as you instinctively rifle through the drawers, uh, you find a loaded pistol in the top drawer.
0: Could this be the murder weapon? It could be. Do I want to hold on to the murder weapon? I think I will tell. Is the room really full of people, or
1: is it quite... quiet? So, it's only us, right? And the couple of nurses and the screaming commotion. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I think I would tell uh, Dorothy.
2: Okay. So Dorothy is kind of on her knees a little bit away from the body, uh, but she's composed herself now, so you bring over the pistol.
1: It st- is it warm?
2: It is not. It is cold. And in fact, now I'm going to let you make another medicine check. Sixteen. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Okay. So now that you've taken a moment, you've composed yourself, you can see uh, that the body crumpled face down on the floor. His hands are still clutching at his throat and his legs are tucked up in an almost infantile position. Uh, His mouth is pouring with blood uh, and you can see that there's no gunshot wound or anything like that. In fact, you don't see any uh, any prominent cuts or stab wounds. You can see, though, that all of his teeth appear to have been ripped out. His eyes are frozen in panic. Uh, He's still wearing his striped pyjamas that are now, uh, well, at least the tops of them are soaked with this dark red blood. Uh, And you can notice that uh, looking at his mouth a little bit in more detail, which is easy because it's gaping open, his tongue has been ripped out as well, and that there are wounds on the corners of his lips, the corners of his mouth, as if something was forced down or forced out of his throat.
1: Well, that's very unpleasant.
2: Mm, So make a wisdom check at this point.
0: Nine.
2: Uh, so you gain ten dread.
0: Oof.
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna advise Joy to keep <clears throat> hold of that pistol mm-hmm. since we know it's not the murder weapon, and also that shit's pretty fucked up,
0: right? Now. I slipped the pistol into my pocket. Of okay. So yeah.
2: Great. Uh. So we don't know she's got a pistol in this one. Right? You, you're still okay. screaming, <laughs> and you're still staring out device. the window. Uh, make a stealth check.
0: In this one. Mm. Hmm. 11.
2: Okay, uh, so you think you managed to do it discreetly. It looks like the only other people here besides you two are them two and Nurse Ackland and the two nurses. They seem to be all, uh, their attention seems to be firmly elsewhere. So no one, you're pretty Fantastic. confident that no one's noticed, you take it. Uh, so at this point, Nurse Maynard has stopped screaming. Uh, and Should. Nurse Ackland has encouraged her to go and tend to her duties elsewhere in the manor. Uh, so she's done so uh, Nurse Ackland turns to you uh, with a steely stare of, of great disapproval I
0: just smile at her <laughs> yes we started her out didn't we yes she'll be alright I pat her on the shoulder she'll be fine it'll be alright
2: <laughs> ok uh, so Nurse Ackland starts uh, going to the body and she starts dragging it out by his feet ok the other nurse, with a faraway look, uh, Nurse Ackland looks up at her and says, Nurse Bray, please help me with this. Uh, and her vacant look flutters for a moment. And then she uh, stoops down and, and, and grabs the body's arms and starts dragging the body out with Nurse Ackland.
0: So at this point, the room is empty?
2: At this point, the room is empty, yes.
0: Save for a trail of blood,
2: presumably. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a huge kind of swath of blood. okay.
0: I want to go and find Arthur. Was there any... Arthur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was
1: there anything else in the room that we hadn't investigated yet? Like the bed or something?
2: Uh, yeah, you can have a look at the bed.
1: Could I just do that before we yeah, find... Sure. Go for it. I've got an investigation skill, so... <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to be pretty good at this. Uh, four. Nope.
2: <laughs> it's a bed. <laughs> yeah. All you can tell from the bed, it's a fairly grand affair made of dark wood with heavy red silk covers... You can tell that it's been slept in and it looks like it's been made very recently. Uh, and you can also detect the faint smell of urine coming from it.
0: Okay. I'm just staring at the bloody trail. Mm.
2: Okay. Uh, so as you're staying, you hear a door opening downstairs. It sounds like the main door because as it opens, you can hear the sound of the rain and the storm outside. Uh, and and then it fades again as the door clicks shut. Uh as you, uh, well, are you still in the room? Or are you stepping out of the room? You just kind I'm of stepping look. out of the
1: room. You're gonna find Arthur. Yeah, I want
0: to find Arthur.
2: Okay. Missing Our four heroes step back downstairs to a scene of muted anxiety as the patients and nurses stand in huddled groups in the foyer, smoking and discussing what should be done. Then the imposing mahogany main doors of Drakelow Hall sweep open as Tom Gresley. His brown suit, blackened with the rain, stumbles inside. His chest heaves with exertion and he scans the room. The roads are no good, he croaks. Storms kicked up the whole forest. More than a few fallen trees on the road. A murmur of concern ripples through the assembled crowd. I'm afraid we're trapped here for tonight, says Tom, as rain viciously lashes the windows, such a meager bulwark against the violence of the storm. You've been listening to The Secret of Drakelow Hall. Written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling. With music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor. Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish. David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg. And Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Games Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at Human Definitely, and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Definitely Human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production.